I'm Jay Lewis, the host of Giving Your Grief the Middle Finger. Episode one is titled Fighting Back. I'm giving a monologue to grievers on how to turn grief into fuel. Use this negative energy to get back to your positive. Apply a little mental judo to flip the grief to your advantage. I'm launching this podcast because I need to let people know your grief is real. Everything you're going through is real. It's all about how you choose to handle. I suffer from depression. I've had a series of unfortunate events, but I'm launching this podcast as kind of therapy. I want to let myself know that I can take the negative energy and repurpose it to work to my advantage. I want people out there to also realize this fact. We have let the monster of grief sit on our chest for way too long, taking all kinds of medication, self-medicating, seeing therapists every day. When we get out of it, we're right back to where we started, upset, pissed off. Like I said, the reality is grief that's energy. There's tons of energy all around us. As a matter of fact, right now, most of the energy is pretty negative. But what we can do is repurpose the energy to now work to our advantage. You know, energy, it never dies, but it does transfer and transform. So since energy never dies, instead of letting that energy defeat us, we can turn it around. I actually, I dubbed it mental Judah. You've seen Judo, you've seen martial arts Judo. People are using leverage and they're using the opponent's energy to their advantage. We can do that with our grief. Instead of letting it sit on us, instead of letting it weigh us down, we can find a way to repurpose the energy so it works for us. I remember in 03, Brett Favre played a hell of a football game the day after his dad died. Grief, loss, whatever you want to call it, it's a big thing. He took that energy and from that situation, man, the man had like 399 total yards, four touchdowns. He trounced the Raiders 41 to 70. We can repurpose our grief to work to our advantage. Let me give you another example. Back in 90, Buster Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson. First off, the man did what most people considered impossible. He was already a 42 to 1 underdog. 23 days before that fight, Buster Douglas's mom died. One of the last things that she said to him was, you're going to knock out Mike Tyson. Then his son's mother was battling cervical cancer. And on top of that, the man had just gotten a divorce. All that ended up being a bad night for Mike Tyson. Tyson knocked him down in the eighth round. Nobody's gotten up from a Tyson knockdown. Well, in the 10th, Buster Douglas 
pulled all that energy together and ended up knocking out Tyson to become the world heavyweight champion. We don't all have to be superstars like Brett Favre or Buster Douglas. We don't have to be major athletes. I was researching another person, Danny Trejo. This man, he started movies like Heat with De Niro and Al Pacino. He was even in the Spy Kids franchise as uh, Isidore Machete. He got a spinoff of that movie called Machete. The man spent 11 years in four different prisons. Nine of them, he spent in San Quentin. Now, the man is worth over $10 million. He's a restaurateur, and he talks to people about, he decided to become an actor. And I'm pretty sure there's tons of grief in prison. That energy of grief is all around that negative energy. We just now have to change perspective. We have to stop thinking that it's so big that it will ne we'll never be able to, to handle it. And, and don't get me wrong, I know it's difficult. I don't know your personal situation. I know mine. I was dealing with my wife died. Then I found out a bunch of other things. A lot of my friends, or people I thought were my friends, I'm, I got those in air quotes. I found out that it was Miss Truck dealing with them. I had a bunch of grief. I had some financial issues, everything. What I'm saying is, I understand you are going through things, but it does come down to how you're going to deal with it. I mean, I spent years being therapists, self-medicating. I mean, Tennessee was like my best friend. I was smoking tons of weed. After a while, I realized something. Those things that I was doing, they weren't changing anything about the scenario I was dealing with. As a matter of fact, a lot of them were just making it worse. So what I decided to do was to figure out how to get to a better version of me. And it took some time. I was struggling, but I found myself and I still battle. I have a better handle on it. I've made the decision to take the negative energy and repurpose it. For instance, I learned how to cook after my wife died. I didn't know how to boil water before she died, but I had to learn how to feed myself and I have two kids. My youngest daughter was living with me at the time. My oldest one was in college. I had to stop eating fast food and doing the takeout thing because it was only adding to my levels of stress and they weren't healthy for me. So when I learned to cook, it gave me an opportunity to get in that kitchen for a small period of time, forget the grief that I was going through, forget the losses I was dealing with from there. I learned how to become a speaker. I mean, I, I literally went to Toastmaster. I reached out to the National Speaking Association to learn how to become a speaker, to do something different than I had normally been doing. Because before, all I used to do is, like I said, drink and smoke. Don't get me wrong. The learning how to cook, learning how to speak, 
they were stressful, but I realized that it was either deal with the stress now to get me to a better version of me or allow the grief to stay on me. From there, I learned how to write. I started writing articles, articles about how to overcome the name. That's why the name of this podcast is called Give a Grief the Middle Finger. Once you make the choice, it is a matter of perspective. How you choose to see it is how it's going to be. And grief hates when you fight back. And every time you fight that grief, it gets a little smaller. So giving grief the middle finger means that I'm combating that grief. I'm combating that depression I'm dealing with. Again, I know that some people are dealing with things clinically that they got a real issue with. And I'm not talking about that. If you need to seek a therapist or a doctor, do that. There's nothing, there's no shame in it. And that's the next thing I want to talk about. Stop dealing with the stigma of what everybody else thinks. Who cares what they think? Don't worry about it. Focus on moving forward. I was listening to Sir Richard Branson, and he was saying, whenever he is depressed, he just starts another company. That's a way of using the energy to your advantage. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, same thing. He says that he suffers from depression. His whole thing is to power through it. He exercises. Exercise is a great way to be able to deal with your grief. If you decide that you're gonna sit on the couch eat your favorite food, and watch Netflix all day, all you're doing is catering to your depression. But if you get out and move, you're actually putting those feel-good hormones into your system. You're now being able to think with a little bit more clarity. It's not going to solve all your problems, but you know what it's going to do? It's going to allow you to move forward. It's going to allow you to better manage what you're dealing with. Like I said before, grief, depression, they want you to fall in line and to stay helpless. Once you start fighting, you now use the grief and the depression and the loss, everything you're going through to your advantage, you can do some miraculous things. Like I said, Danny Trejo, after 11 years in prison, is now worth over $10 million. Buster Douglas knocked out Tyson. Brett Favre had the game of his life. Again, it doesn't, you don't have to be a superstar. What you have to do is tell yourself, give yourself the choice to fight versus allowing the grief to sit on you. It's really easy to just let the grief win. There is a period when you're going through something that you're allowed to feel down in the dumps. 
You're allowed to feel that way. But don't let it control your life. Don't let it dictate your every movement. Once you do that, you lose the battle. You're letting the grief, you're letting it overwhelm you. You can repurpose this energy, the energy, like it's all around. And yes, it, it manifests from our brain. I mean, scientists and doctors for over a hundred years have been using e, uh, EKG machines and MRI machines to be able to see electromagnetic energy that's in the brain. The emotions stem from the amygdala region in our brain. And the amygdala, it's also responsible for sending other electronic signals to other parts of the brain. But it also controls our emotions. You've seen the movie Inside Out. Emotions really wreak havoc on you. You have the ability to control it and use it. Remember before I talked about the whole mental judo thing. You have the ability to literally flip the grief on its back. I mean, it's been doing that to you for a lot of how long? Give yourself the opportunity. Stop being a victim. And I know it's not easy. Like I said, I suffer. But I'm using this podcast as a way of telling myself I can repurpose the energy. I want the audience to understand that they can do the same thing. You don't have to be a prisoner to your mind. You deserve to have a better life. You need to find some way to better manage it. One of the ways I suggest is just find something you've never done before. Give it a try. You might like it. I mean, for me, it was cooking. I had no idea, and I love to cook. Cook is my thing. Hey, it might be full contact karate for you, or swimming, or learning a foreign language. Whatever it is. Another thing, maybe tap into something that you used to doing before. Go back to it. Stay away from the whole drinking thing and smoking thing. I'm telling you, I did that. That does not work. It's a temporary pleasure. When you sober up, all you did was make the monster bigger. Therapy, you know, if you need therapy, there's no shame in that. Go find someone who can help you. You know, but ultimately you have to realize this. You must do this on your, you must do this yourself. I'm not gonna say on your own. You have to rely on yourself after some time. You have to dig deep in yourself. You have to tell yourself, I'm gonna make it through this. Your depression, your grief, your anxiety, it thrives on the fact that you're not willing to give yourself the credit you deserve. Pat yourself on the back. Then after that, work on a plan. You only get one life. So to spend it, letting grief sit on you, it's just not going to help you figure out how you can use this energy to your advantage. How are you gonna let 
this energy of grief move you forward? If you are dealing with grief due to like a bereavement, for instance, the loss is real, but you'll never forget the person by combating grief. As a matter of fact, the person you lost is going to be happy that you decided to get up and fight. Honor them by getting to the better version of you. If it's due to some kind of loss, like a divorce or a bad breakup or some friends, you are better off without them. Because if they didn't cherish you, there's no reason for you to be in grief over someone else's situation, over what someone else did to you. Find another friend group. It's easier said than done. Do that. And sometimes you have to walk the journey alone. Alone is not a bad thing. Being alone gives you time to better concentrate on your thoughts, better understand what has happened. Big difference between that and lonely. You've probably been lonely being around all the people who've helped you cater to your depression. Give yourself an opportunity to grow. The other thing is grief will help you with that growth experience. Nothing grows without extreme discomfort. A butterfly, it, it used to be a caterpillar through metamorphosis and metamorphosis is kind of ugly. Grass, it doesn't grow without rain. Seeds don't grow without dirt getting kicked on it. And guess what? Your grief, your depression, that's dirt. So use that dirt's nutrients to get you to a better version of you. And when you do, just simply, you get a chance to give your grief the middle finger in the process. Thanks for listening to episode one. Fight it back. On the giving your grief the middle finger show. I'm your host again, Jay Lewis. New shows every Thursday. Next week, I'm interviewing a man who's using his grief to his advantage. Go to jl3motivation.com. Leave your email. Book me for a virtual or in-person speaking event. Discover different ways to apply mental judo.